Thank you, Stan, for sharing that word with us today. Well, to those gathered here and to those worshiping with us online, good morning. As always, I look forward to this time together uh, with you, being able to spend time now together in God's Word. And as Pastor John mentioned, in the season of Lent, we are beginning this new series, and it's called The Way of Love. And we're looking closer at Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, this love chapter, where it shares with us what love is and what love is not. But we're looking at this really through the lens, the way of the cross, where we truly see God's love demonstrated for you and me. Before we get into God's word, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day this opportunity to spend time together as your people, time together with you, time together now in your word. Father, thank you for your way of love, for loving us. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for, again, your holding back. Thank you for the the patience that you show to us. Jesus, thank you for your love, for your dying and your rising, and for the gift of your Holy Spirit. And through your Spirit, empower us now to know more about you and the way of love that you invite us to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On Ash Wednesday, Pastor John had introduced this series to us, sharing with us the first three verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, as Paul really introduces us to the importance of love and having that love in our lives. And then beginning with verse 4, Um, There's a series of things that we're told about love, what love is and what love is not. And you'll notice the very first thing that we are told in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, is that love is patient. Before anything else, love is patient. But now that's not the only thing that Scripture tells us about love. For example, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, 16, we are told that God is love. In fact, let me share that verse with you. 1 John chapter 4, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, verse 16. So we, we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. Let's put this together. Scripture says that love is patient. And if that's true, and it is, and if Scripture also says that God is love, when we put this all together, what do we know? God is patient. He is patient with you and me. He is patient with us even in our sinfulness, even in our struggle, in our daily struggle in life to not just be be patient, but to live life the way of God, according to his will and to his word. I want to share again with you words that you heard Stan share in the reading in Romans chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. You heard it read in the ESV. I want to share it with you for a moment from the message. Now, I always try to preface this. The message is a paraphrase. 
of the Bible. It's not a literal translation, so it's always important to keep that in mind. But sometimes I think the message helps us to to better understand what God's Word is is communicating to us, and I think that is true of Romans 2, 1 to 4. And so let me share these verses, this time from the message. Those people, right, who continue to sin, those people are on a dark spiral downward. But if you think that leaves you on high ground where you can point your finger at others, think again. Every time you criticize someone, you condemn yourself. It takes one to know one. Judgmental criticism of others is a well-known way of escaping detection in your own crimes and misdemeanors. But God isn't so easily diverted. He sees right through all such smoke screens and holds you to what you've done. You didn't think, did you, that just by pointing your finger at others, you would distract God from seeing all of your misdoings and from coming down on you hard? Or did you think that because he's such a nice God, he'd let you off the hook? Better think this one through from the beginning. God is kind, but he's not soft. In kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. God is kind, but he's not soft. He is, in a word, patient. And he's patient with you and me. Now, when it comes to patience, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I'm guessing some of you, like me, maybe at one time or another, have prayed for patience. Yes, all ages, we pray for patience. Now, here's the thing. If you've prayed for patience, then you probably know, like me, that rarely does God just in that moment of prayer, poof, make us patient. How does patience usually come to us? Well, a lot of times we have opportunity to practice patience. And don't get me wrong. I know. I know that patience, practicing patience, it can be hard. Life is hard. In fact, maybe you're in a season of life right now, or maybe you're faced with a a situation right now where you are having opportunity to practice patience. I get it. It's hard. But with that being said, I think it's also important to know That as we pray for patience and as we practice patience, sometimes there becomes this testing of patience. Have any of you ever had your patience tested before? Any parents in the room today? Right? right. Now, let's, let's be careful here because I know full well that I, have tested the patience of others. I know when I was a kid, I tested at times the the patience of my parents, although I would say I think my younger brother did that more so than I did, and I think my younger sister would actually agree with that. But the reality is that all of us at times have our patience tested. And keep in mind, there's two sides to this. 
Sometimes, yes, we are on the receiving side of having our, our patients tested, but also keep in mind that sometimes we are on the giving side, meaning we are the one who is testing the patience of others, and sometimes, yes, even testing the patience of God. I mean, what do you think? Has God ever had his patience tested? I mean, love is patient, and God is love, and so God is patient. You absolutely, he had his patience tested. I mean, think about the Old Testament for a moment. Think about God leading his people out of slavery in Egypt. If you've ever read the book of Exodus or Numbers, you'll hear the people say, oh, if we could only go back to slavery in Egypt, it was so much better. The food tasted so good. And you read Numbers, and really what Numbers is, it is just a book of the people continuing to complain and grumble before God. And two things that we see on display in the book of Numbers within those years of wilderness wanderings where the people are trying to learn and practice patience and where God's patience is being tested, we see fatherly discipline and also gracious care. That's what God shows through his patience. I was also trying to think of a, a New Testament example of where God's patience is tested. And I was, I was thinking through the Gospels. I thought, well, in a word, really, how about Peter? I have a feeling Peter tested Jesus' patience one or two times. And let's not forget us. Because again, in our reading, again, in, in Romans, where we see it talking about God's patience that he has for us, we're reminded in this part of Romans that, that all of us have sinned. And, and at times, we're quick to point our fingers at others, but we sometimes overlook the fact that we, too, have our own sin that we're struggling with. And so we're thankful that God, in his kindness, that God in his forbearance, which is just another word for holding back, that God in his patience tries to bring us to a place where we can repent and to turn back. Now, I think all of us, we know that sometimes when our patience is tested, we who are sinful, we lose our patience, and not in a good way. But what I am thankful for here today is that God does not lose his patience with us. We don't have to look any further than the cross to know just how patient God is with us. Again, we are all guilty of sin. We are all guilty of pointing out the sins in others while at times failing to acknowledge the sin, the brokenness in our own lives. And if it were not for God's patience with us, with you and me, we would all be condemned. But God does not lose his patience with us. In fact, again, as we hear in our reading in Romans, it says again that God's kindness, his forbearance, his holding back, his extending to us his mercy, 
his patience. They are all meant to, again, turn us away from sin and back to God, back to the cross, back to remembering and receiving what Jesus has done for us in his suffering and his dying. When he takes all of the sin, all of the things worthy of of God's judgment, he takes it on himself. So that God, instead of looking away from us, can look to us and declare how much he loves us. You see, when it comes to God, patience is personal. And I mean that in a good way. When it comes to God, patience is personal. Remember Peter? I'm sure Peter tested Jesus' patience one or two times. In, excuse me, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, he writes, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. That is, again, what God wants. That is so descriptive of of his patience demonstrated to us. I also wanted to share with you from Psalm 103, again, when we think of the cross, when we think of what Jesus has done for us. In Psalm 103, verse 8, it says, The Lord is merciful. Again, that's that forbearance, that God withholding from us what we deserve. He is merciful, but even more than that, he says, he is also gracious. He is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. To summarize that verse, you could say, God is patient. And he is patient with you. He is patient with me. Let me try to define this patience that God shows to us. I want to share with you uh, a quote, something that the author and pastor Max Licato writes uh, in his book titled, A Love Worth Giving. He says, the Greek word used here, and he's talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the word here used for patience is a descriptive one. It figuratively means taking a long time to boil. Think about a pot of boiling water. What factors determine the speed at which it boils? The size of the stove? No. The pot? The utensils may have an influence, but the primary factor is the intensity of the flame. Water boils quickly when the flame is high. It boils slowly when the flame is low. Patience keeps the burner down. Helpful clarification, don't you think? Patience isn't naive. It doesn't ignore misbehavior. Remember the message, the paraphrase? God is kind, but he's not soft. Patience keeps the flame low. It waits. It listens. It's slow to boil. This is how God treats us. And according to Jesus, this is how we should treat others. 
And then he has one more great line that I want to share with you. Patience is more than a virtue for long lines and slow waiters. Patience is the red carpet upon which God's grace approaches us. Let me read that again. Patience is more than a virtue for long lines and slow waiters. Patience is the red carpet upon which God's grace approaches us. Here's what this means. No patience means no mercy. And no mercy means no forgiveness. And no forgiveness that comes from God means no possible way of having and enjoying life, life that God intended it to be lived with him and with others. And so it is why I give thanks today that the way that God shows us to love, first and foremost, before all others, he teaches us that love is patient. And more than that, God is love, meaning God is patient with you and me. Two things that I want to leave with us today, and the first is this. To brothers and sisters in Christ, know that God is being patient with you. And that is a very good thing. And second, it's a question. Knowing that God is patient with us, is there a place in your life or a person with whom you can practice patience? Pray about it. And then pray asking God for the gift of his Holy Spirit. Because do you realize one of the gifts of the Spirit is patience? Patience and love. As 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 says, love is patient. And God is love. Meaning God is patient with you and me. To him be praise, glory, and honor. And all of God's people said, amen.